Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Yellow Jackets Hive After Dark. I am Media Melanie here with... Hello, I'm Emily. And we have a very special episode in the Hive After Dark tonight. We've got a special guest joining us who, as you now know, kicked the bucket this week. We would like to welcome <laughs> Crystal the Pistol herself, Nuha Jess Isman. Hello, <laughs> Nuha. Hi. How are you? Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I like that um, that pun. She really did kick the bucket. <laughs> she 100% kicked the pee and poop bucket right oh. over a cliff, thanks mm -hmm. to our friend MFQ. Um, why don't you tell us about the last couple of days since we found out your fate? What's it been like? Have people just been reaching out to you left and right? Tell mm -hmm. us what's been going on. Um, so obviously we know the show comes out on Fridays as well for streaming. And I woke up um, with like a bunch of RIP text <laughs> messages and DMs and like half of them didn't have Crystal behind it. So it's just kind of like, Wait, does everyone think I'm dead? And then it's oh no, it's the it's the show, it's the show. They mean the show. Um, uh, it's it's just been nice too to see what everybody's been saying and thinking. And I, I love that Crystal's managed to resonate with a bunch of people. That was my goal coming in. Um, you know, finding a way to be that representation for quirky, weird kids who might feel a little, you know, on the outskirts of things. And um, so it's been really nice. It's been really sweet. Yeah. Yay. She's oh. such a great character. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, one of my favorite lines this season, Nuha, was when you mentioned <laughs> that um, it was not your first time eating a person. Um, yeah. Turns out you absorbed a twin in the womb. So that was Thank you. Yeah, because we, I mean, we get the scripts uh, very shortly before we have to film the episode. So sometimes we'll get it like about a week before or like a few days before. Um, so I got that and I was like, okay, well, there's only one way for her to mean this, um, you know, and there's only one way for it to come out. It's going to come out a little creepy. She's almost excited to tell Misty, like, I'm just as weird as you are. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm so glad. It's such a funny, weird line. We love that. Your delivery was perfect. As with everything, you're such a, a comic delight in every episode we've seen you in and all of the lines you have. Um, before we bring on our guest, Vine, Emily, why don't you, would you rather Nuha? Okay, so every week we do this Would You Rather Yellow Jackets edition. So this week it's Would You Rather Be Hypnotized by Lottie or Would You Rather Dump the Pee and Poop Bucket Indefinitely? Oh, oh, it's so easy. Hypnotized by Lottie. I mean, <laughs> what? I just got to sit there in front of her and let her stare into my eyes. I would do that a million times over. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree. Yes. Love that. Um, well, why don't we bring on Vine? She would like to ask you a question. Hey, Vine. Going? It's Hi. so lovely to meet you guys. You too. Thanks for joining. Yeah. No problem. So my question is, is um, what was your favorite part about playing Crystal and what drew you to her? Yeah. Um, my favorite part about playing Crystal uh, God, she's just got such a wonderful sense of childlike wonder and excitement about her that I just love stepping into that every day. Sometimes you just need a reminder too. 
Um, and I'm like 21 now. So I'm kind of tinkering on the age of like, I'm not quite a kid yet, but I'm not fully an adult. And so getting to step into her shoes and just be a kid and have fun again um, was my favorite part. Um, and sorry, what was your second question? Um, and what drew you to her? Yeah. Again, I think it's that same thing. There's that clinging on to hope that's almost like very dreamlike about her um, that kept me coming back every day and being excited to come on to work. Because I think at that point in the woods, you need someone as well who is still holding on to like the childlike, almost immature sense that everything's going to be okay. Um, yeah. That, yeah. Yes. And let's talk about Krusty for a second. Vine, were you the originator of the Krusty ship name? Um, no, I was not actually. Ivan over on Twitter, which um, Nuha, I'm pretty sure Ivan had messaged you on Instagram mm -hmm. saying that they were the creator. It all ended up starting because of a autocorrect mistake and everyone just oh, went with it. I love it. I think it's just so out of pocket. I was telling them, I think it's just so out of pocket and random and that's so perfect for the two of them. I love that. Such a happy accident. I also, so I don't technically have a Twitter account, um, but when the show came out, uh, people were saying that like, oh my God, everyone's talking about it on Twitter. And I like made a little burner account um, where I'll like every once in a while just go and see what people are saying. So I think I've probably visited your Twitter page or like your TikTok page. Um, and I think it's really cool. I've like seen some of your like cosplay videos and I think they're awesome. Thank you so um, much. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> so and you know, speaking of uh, Vine's content, she put together a little edit that we're going to play for you quickly. So here's the video. That was a oh. moment right there. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. I think that told a nice crystal story. Uh, so thank you for that, Vine. We love all of your content. And uh, what's your you. Twitter handle for people to go and follow oh. you? Um, my Twitter is at Vine's Cabin. <laughs> <laughs> all Hell right. Yeah. Yeah, everybody go follow Vine on Twitter. She's got some great Yellow Jackets content. And hey, thank yeah, you so yes. much for popping on and joining no us problem. tonight. Thank you for letting me come on. Bye. Oh, All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Oh, oh that was fun. I know. Oh, my goodness. People were so excited when you were coming on. Uh, we had fans submit some questions. So we're going to go through some of those. And then uh, fans can also pop questions in the comments. So we will get to some of those as well. But um, we're going to start with how did you first come to audition for Yellow Jackets? Yeah. Um, so I got the audition in my inbox um, late last summer. Um, and I live in New York. So it's kind of like if you're an actor out here and you're not really working, you got to have your survival job. Um, and I remember getting the audition and being so freaked out because when the show had first come out, season one, I remember very vividly thinking that I wish they were doing this a few years from now just so that I could have a shot at it. 
And so getting it in my inbox was kind of scary because it's like you finally get what you want and you're like, I don't know if I'm ready for it. Um, But I filmed a tape. I sent it out. I didn't hear anything for months. And then I got the call randomly and they said that I was flying out to Canada the next day. Um, Oh, wow. Talk about a turnaround. I mean, how did you even get ready that quickly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was freaking out. I didn't sleep, I think, for a full 48 hours um, because we did a self-tape for the auditions, but it was a mock scene. So it was a scene that they had sent out um, when they were casting Misty. Um, and oh. I found that out later. So me and Samantha had read the same like fake scene. Um, but they didn't say anything about tap dancing or singing. Um, so they gave me the job. And then the director emailed me and asked if I was uh, trained in tap dancing and singing. And I said, no, I'm not. But I will do it for you. I will do it and <laughs> Yeah, um, taking yeah. one for the team, right? Yeah, someone has to tap dance out there. Yes. <laughs> yes. So being new to an already established cast, what was your first day on set like? Um, I was very nervous. It's, you know, they did such an incredible job with season one. I, I can't stop talking about just how incredible all these actors are. They are amazing. And they really established just the foundation for this show. And so coming in, I was so nervous. I didn't want to mess it up. You know, I didn't know where I would kind of fit in in that dynamic. But I came on and everyone was so welcoming from the get-go. It was like, you are here to do your job, so we're going to give you that space, um, do whatever you need to do. Everyone was so nice, so fun to work with. Immediately, I was added to like a text group chat and we made plans for the weekend. And oh, like they're so incredible, incredible artists and incredible human beings. Like I'm still in shock at how amazing they are. Yeah. We had spoken to Kevin Alves about uh, what you guys do when you're not filming. And he mentioned you guys do escape rooms, board games. What was your favorite activity to do while you were not filming? Not filming. So we're quite a mellow group. We love playing board games. Um, So most hangouts, honestly, would be like if we weren't going and doing like escape rooms and stuff like that would be just chilling in. Um, and like playing Exploding Kittens and Yahtzee. <laughs> um, we love games. So I think those would have to be my favorites because it's just so chill and nice. Like at the end of a work day, you're just inside yeah. and we're all quite homebodies. Um, so it was nice to just hang out with them in that environment. Was there like someone that dominated the board games, like a winner every time, like someone really good? Oh. Everyone is so competitive. Samantha's really good at this game um, called Chameleon. Um, oh, Samantha's really good at that. Um, Kevin is very competitive. So he's really good at like exploding kittens. But every once in a while, we'd all like, you know, at least win one round of something. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, Kevin. Kevin is very competitive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, did you know signing on that you would be killed off or did you kind of go into each episode blindly? So when I signed on, they told me I signed on for a certain number of episodes. Um, and I was like, huh, but I'm out in the woods 
and there are more episodes than this number. So I kind of just put two and two together. Um, I know I'm sad too, uh, but I don't know. No one actually came and told me, um, but me and Samantha got the scripts for five while we were filming three, I want to say. And that's the episode where she has her beautiful Steel Magnolias monologue. Right. Um, and we ran into a corner and was just like reading the scripts together, being like, this is how it's happening. This is how it's going down. Um, so no, I didn't really know, but I kind of sort of knew. Um, okay. But okay. it was like always going to be, I think in my head, I was like, okay, well, she's not going to be here for a very long time. How do we establish that relationship with Misty, um, you know, with the time that we have? And like, what can we do to make the most out of that? You did a phenomenal job. I mean, it's very clear that you both had all of this chemistry, both on it and off the screen. I mean, gosh, we pulled a few pictures from your Instagram and boy, you girls had a lot of fun on set. I mean, we love all these pictures. You guys are so cute. Oh my goodness. Oh, I love that one. Oh, and the feast. That's a good one too. No. What was that like on the episode? The feast. The feast. So we had filmed the Jackie body first or the jackfruit, Jackie fruit. Um, (laughs) So I think having done that first and like having to go through that, filming the feast was a blast. We're like, okay, well, now we get to have fruit and mushrooms and, you know, juice. Um, And you got to see everybody in these beautiful outfits you know, yeah. for once we weren't in like, you know, the um, like the grimy clothes, which are great, but it was nice to see everyone in clean clothes for a change. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, the costuming was just so, so well done. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, our right. costume department, I would say every single one of our departments are phenomenal. It makes our job as actors that much easier um, because you put on the clothes and they're dirty and they're thick layers and it already puts you in the circumstance and the characters. And then you look at your face and you're like just covered in grime and all of this. And it it just makes our job easier. Like our costume, makeup, hair department, our set department, they're in, they're amazing. They're so incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I Top would definitely agree. Yeah. 100%. So what musicals do you think Crystal was involved with before the crash? Do you think uh-huh. that she was more of like a leading lady or like a background character? I think she was a leading lady. Um, uh, I think on the stage, she was striker. She was captain. She was number one. And then I think coming on to soccer, it was more on like on the benches and on, a, on the back end. I think she was more of a defender. Um but no, we obviously know she did Bye Bye Birdie and let Justin Lee figure her <laughs> during the dress rehearsal. Um, but no, I think she dominated the stage. I think it's very obvious that she was, you know, very happy and very comfortable on stage. For sure. Yes. And, you know, speaking of musicals, Lisa Matthews wanted to know, since Crystal's a huge fan of musicals, what is your personal favorite musical, Nuha? Oh, I have so have many. One. Um, okay, so I did The Wedding Singer um, uh, when I was in high school. Wedding Singer, the musical. That's I so legally, fun. I did Legally Blonde. Oh, my God. Um, and I love those ones because they're the – they're almost like they're the – you know, like obviously they were movies and then they turned them into musicals. And so there's something about that, like the, that comedy genre that I love. Um, yeah, I'd honestly say either Legally Blonde, the musical, musical or Wedding Singer. And then obviously oh. you have like the classics. Um and like fun fact about me, I used to watch the Phantom of the Opera movie with um, 
what's her name? Emmy Rossum. Yeah. Oh, from um, Shameless. Yes. From Shameless. Every Showtime plug. So Showtime executives, I'm still doing yes. my job. Um, <laughs> I had that, like, I think it was one of the few movies I had on, like, DVD as a kid. And I would watch it, I'm not exaggerating, every single day for about, like, maybe, like, over a year. Um, every single chance that I wanted. Yeah, I would put that movie on. Uh, wow. It's not the best, but it's... <laughs> That's what I had. It's a classic. It is a classic. Um, Mia wanted to know, um, here, let's see. What do you, uh, do you think Crystal and Misty would have been friends if they didn't crash? Oh, man. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that's what's so magical about them, you know, being stuck out there. And I think that's honestly what Misty probably had in mind um, when she was telling Crystal the big secret was this thing of like, well, if we hadn't gotten stuck here, then we wouldn't have gotten to be friends. Um, and I think that is what's so magical about their fleeting short relationship. It would not have happened if they weren't out in the woods. And so it's bittersweet. Um, no, I don't think they would have. I just don't think they would have ever crossed paths in that way. I know she was, you know, team manager, but I don't think they would have. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, who would you have invited to your slumber party? You know, we saw Misty with Plato, Kevorkian, <laughs> and Eric Nice from yeah. MTV's The Grind, and we didn't get to hear yeah. your answer. What do you think that your character would have answered if you had the opportunity? Oh, that's such a good question. Let me think about that. Who would Crystal want? Um, I think she just wants some friends at her slumber party. I honestly, to God, just think she would want anybody there. Um, so I think that would have been her answer. She would have just said, you know, I just honestly just wanted anyone to show up. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. Oh. Right. If your Next character one, had survived, if your character mm -hmm. had survived, who would you want to play the present day version of you? Mm. Oh, man. That's a really good question. I don't know. Um, I think it would, I mean, collaborating on this show, they do it a lot. Collaborating is so important for um, the actors who are sharing a role, you know, like Sophie Thatcher with Juliette Lewis and obviously Samantha Hanratty and Christina Ricci um, and so on and so forth. And they do a lot of collaborating, all of those wonderful actors they do. So I think it would have to be someone who's down to really try to collaborate with me and also like not be too embarrassed to have to be the one with the silly lines and do all the crazy goofy shit because that's Crystal. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Uh, Dustin suggested maybe a Jessica Alba or uh, Myla Kunis. Mm -hmm. I think those would be great options for those are great herself. options. When I was a kid, I used to dream that they would make like a that seventies show sequel, which I guess they've done now, so that I could yes. play Myla Kunis's daughter. So I guess that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, the uh, the remake of that 70s show is pretty cute. I actually watched it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, in what ways are you and Crystal alike? And in what ways are you different? Yeah. So I think we're alike in the sense where um, Im like impulsive, very impulsive thoughts will come out of my mouth in the same way that Crystal will kind of just let anything come out of her mouth and she'll just say anything or she'll do whatever impulses come to her. Um, but I think in the sense that we're different, she's so sure of herself. Crystal is so sure of herself. 
Um, and I'm, I've grown to become quite an insecure person. And so I think I'm learning to try to bring that aspect of her back into, into me, um, the sense of like security, um, in who she is. Love that. What was your personal favorite scene to film and which was the most challenging for you? My personal favorite, it had to be the last one, um, their big scene by the cliff, just because it was so much fun. Oh, look at that photo. <laughs> um, me and Samantha had grown so close over the few months. And so that really was like, oh, like one last time we got to goof around with each other and have fun yeah. before we had to say goodbye. Um so I had a ton of fun that day filming that. And just the scene, our writers are so amazing. And they wrote such a beautiful scene for us. I mean, they're at their peak, no pun intended, of their friendship. You know, you see them reach the peak of their friendship. Thank you. Um, and then everything happens. And so you couldn't ask for anything better as an actor to be able to go through those motions. Um, the most challenging one was the first one. Uh the singing oh well, I guess that's my second scene but it was the first thing I shot was her um glory of love sequence and like I did musical theater I wasn't very good um I wasn't the best like singer or dancer and so I was so nervous doing it and like I we I had to learn the song in like a day and we're trying to figure out what the steps were. So it was really nerve wracking. I think like going into a big sequence like that in the first day, but um, it turned out really great. So yeah, I love that scene. Yes. You You nailed that. And, and really every scene that you were in, I'm curious, do you follow fan theories? And if so, did you hear the one about crystal being a figment of Misty's imagination? Ooh. Um, I think I, I did actually hear that one. Somebody had commented that on something. Um, and then Jenna, um, Jenna Burgess, who's on our show as well, she had sent me a thing and they were like, they're saying now that Crystal is a figment of Misty's imagination. It's like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yes. Uh, are there any other fan theories out there that you find to be like really interesting or fascinating? Yeah, so many. Um, there's the Misty's a serial killer one, which I think like it tracks. Um, I, I think that that tracks. Um, there are, there's one that someone had said how, uh, maybe adult Thaisa has been bad Thai this whole time. But I mean, obviously now we know that it's, you know, possibly not, but uh, they're so great. Like the theories are so much fun. Um, everyone's so, I feel like this fan base is so incredibly smart and they just know how to like put things together. Um, but I've also seen a few fan theories that are actually canon or true. So like, they're really good. Oh, well, we cannot wait to see which one of them, uh, which, when we get to see what actually happens, that's going to be fantastic. It's so cool that you guys follow everything. This show just has so much opportunity for speculation and, and for the fandom to be really smart and come up with these theories. So it it is a really fun, fun group of people. Yes, definitely. And we're like, we're putting the pieces together at the same time, like along with you guys. Um, So it's really nice and fun sometimes where we're like, oh, maybe that is actually what happens. Maybe they are onto something. Uh, Yeah. Yes. 
Do your friends and family watch Yellow Jackets? And if so, was it hard for you not to spoil Crystal State to them? Um, so my friends and family, a lot of my family didn't at first. I'm from Malaysia. Um, and so we get certain shows and then we, we don't get certain shows on there. And I think Yellow Jackets might be one of the ones that um, isn't as easy to get a hold of back home. But since I've gone on the show, they have started watching it. Um, <laughs> um, and boy, they're like, oh, this is a really gruesome show. And I'm like, yeah, yeah just wait, wait to get to my parts. They're, they're a little less, uh, they're a little less gruesome. Uh, but yeah, keeping it a secret from like a bunch of my friends and stuff was hard because they just want to know. But I also don't want to take that experience from them, you know, of like watching yeah. things um, unravel. So again, as I was waking up in the morning, it was a ton of like, what? why didn't you tell me? You're like, RIP. Um, I also just saw a question that asked if all the fart noises in the script was was on the script from improv. That was improv. I just needed, I I just, I don't know. I guess maybe I found that Crystal liked to make like fart noises and poop noises. Um, (laughs) It was just fun to make. It's like, why not? And I'm surprised they kept it. So thank you to our editors um yeah yeah way to add that in that's really funny um so you and Samantha really hit it off both and on and off the screen did that chemistry really help with all of the scenes that you filmed together definitely definitely we didn't do a chemistry read um like I said I filmed one self-tape and then I got the job and so we met on the first day and it was kind of nerve-wracking but she took me in immediately. She was like, hi, you're Nuha. You're my new best friend. And I said, yep, okay. Um, <laughs> and then we showed up on set. And I think she'd made like a joke about poop or something. And then she looked at me like, oh, is that is that too weird? Is that okay? And I looked at her and I think I doubled down and said something even more like weird and inappropriate. And we just cracked up. And then from then on, it was almost like, okay, the ice was broken. And then as our relationship grew, so did Crystal and Misty's. Um, And I think that helped a lot with that dynamic. Um, And we were just having fun. Yes, Sammy also improv the I'm sorry, bestie line. Yeah. Oh, really? Good to Mm -hmm. know. Gosh, you guys are so clever. I mean, you're all so authentically in character. It's nice to see you're able to add these things. And like you said, the editors keep them in. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh. So how did you prepare for that last scene? Like, did you need to get into like a certain kind of a headspace before you filmed it? Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, this might just be my personal thing, but before entering a scene, I just like ground myself in like truly where I am. It's like I like to feel the ground under my feet. Um, and so me and Samantha, we both agreed like, okay, we're going to have as much fun as possible with this scene because we know where it ends up. And so if we can have as much fun with where it starts, you really don't have to do much work when it gets to the point that it does because it really does take them both, you know, you know, it it really does take them by surprise. And so all we had to do is really lean into just the fun and the excitement and the love that's growing in between them because we knew the lines we're going to take us somewhere else anyways. Um, so no, the two of us just agreed, okay, we're going to start this with the most fun we've ever had. And then 
we know where it ends up. So we're just going to let it take us there. Yeah. Oh, it came across just so perfectly. So we've yeah. asked Luciano and Kevin if they had hype up songs or like a walk up song, if you will, for getting you know ready for a scene. Did you have any particular song or playlist that you would listen to yeah. before your scenes? Yeah. So I do have a crystal playlist. Um, it's just like a little thing I like to do with characters that I work on just to get into their headspace. Um, but funny enough, there was one particular song though, that like, what is it? I have to, I might have to pull it up on my Spotify, but there was one song that had nothing to do with crystal or the show that just, I would always find myself putting uh, it on before like during work or in between scenes just because it was like a fun little hype song um and I can't find it right now because my phone's on airplane mode but yeah there definitely was one I just I can't really remember what it is now it's been so long you know what when um, you remember message us and let us know definitely. and we will share it with the fans how does that sound yes yes definitely right. excellent so were you surprised the writers had Crystal slip and she wasn't actually pushed by Misty? Or is Misty an unreliable narrator and perhaps it actually went down differently? Mm -hmm. I think that it was purposeful that, that she slipped, that Misty didn't shove her, because I genuinely think it was an accident. Um, yeah. And I think that's the tragedy of it all is you know she didn't mean for anything bad to happen and yet it did and yeah at least for me coming into this project I needed to find a way to sympathize empathize I mean with Misty and justify you know a lot of her actions and I think the fact that it was a complete accident ties in so well with just who Misty is as a character she tries her best, and this is how Crystal sees her, is that Misty tries her best to do the right thing. She tries her best, and yet she always fails. Every you know, time. Yeah. Every time, and that's what's so endearing about Misty's character is that she really does just want to fit in with the group. She wants the group to be okay. She wants to do the best for everyone and for herself, but... God damn, sometimes she fails and she fails hard. And so I think this is one of those moments where, you know, she she thought she was doing the right thing by telling the secret. She finds out, okay, that's not, I shouldn't have done that. How do I take it back? She doesn't know what to do. And then the tragic accident happens in front of her almost, you know, because of her but not really and she's gonna have to take that on with her um for the rest of her time in the woods and the rest of her time uh, you know forever rest of her life um, really i mean do you think life, that yeah. do you think misty would attend crystal's memorial or funeral once you know they get back to the real world again oh definitely i think so i think she would go and i think she is definitely the type of person to even write up a speech and go up there and say all the things about Crystal. I think she also knows that Crystal didn't have many people in her life. And so, you know, even though the last moments of them together went down the way it went down, I think she would go and, you know, still be the one to tell all the crazy, awesome stories about Crystal. Yeah. I feel like it would be a good fan challenge for someone to write the eulogy that Misty would potentially give Crystal. Somebody accept the challenge, please. <laughs> please, I'd love that. <laughs> so are you able to say whether or not we'll see Crystal again in flashbacks? 
ooh, I don't know. You're just going to have to watch the show. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, what genre of um, acting do you want to be known for? Like, do you prefer the comedy? Do you like dramas, um, horror? You know, what's your favorite genre if you could, like, play any role in any type of show? Wow. I love a challenge. Um, so, like, I know what my strong suits are, but I love working on stuff that lets me just, like, grow. Um, so I don't really know. I'd honestly think I just like to work on a project where it was like this. Everyone's so committed to the piece that they would do anything for it. Um, so I don't know. I kind of want to do everything too, because it's fun. You know, a little bit of comedy here, a little bit of horror, a little bit of drama. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you delivered all that in Yellow Jacket. So, I mean, I'm sure whatever your next project will be, will be fantastic. Um, do you have any other projects lined up? <laughs> No, I'm auditioning. Um, uh, yeah, just like auditioning, taking it day by day. I've been hanging a lot, uh, hanging out a lot with like my friends and family, just because I was gone for quite some time up in Canada. Um, so no, I don't know. Hopefully, someone hires me soon, you guys. I'd love to work. We have we a feeling so you're going to be yeah getting yeah. a lot more calls. I mean, gosh, you absolutely killed it. Um, we have one more question for you, Emily. Last question. Do you have a favorite moment on set or a favorite like behind the scenes moment that happened? Mm -hmm. I definitely do. Um, we were filming uh, episode four and we, at that point, I think it was like 3 a.m. It was super late at night. Um, and we were just all, you, you hit almost a wall at a certain point of filming and you're kind of just loopy and you're not even there anymore. And so everyone's kind of really exhausted. And we just have a moment where we all kind of look at each other and we're like, where are we right now? And it's almost like a burst of laughter of like, what is even going on? We're here pretending that we're like stuck in the middle of the woods. It's 3 a.m. You guys look dirty. Like Liv has the scars on their face. And like, you're just like, this is kind of crazy. Um, but moments like that where you kind of just get taken aback and we all realize like, oh, this is kind of awesome what we're doing. We just get to play pretend for a little bit. Um, yeah, that it would have to be that. Well, hey, you know what? Like Drew is saying, we want to see you work. And uh, Nathan, don't worry, bestie. We're going to demand you appear in everything. We all love you, Muha. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. This was awesome. Yes, yeah, we appreciate you so much it. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank course. you. And hey, get back to us on your hype up song when you can. Definitely. I'll let you know. You'll be the okay. first to hear. Awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye, bestie. Bye. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Oh, my goodness. We have so many comments here. Um, we love you, Newha. Vine, bye. Drew, farewell, <laughs> Newha. Uh, you were a great addition to the cast. We love you. I mean, like, what an amazing character, Emily. What was your favorite crystal moment, by the way? Um... I think it would have to be the one she said that she absorbed her twin too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. I thought that was funny. That's some like, you know, soft cannibalism as, as we've discussed before. I read somewhere that in real life, Sammy Hanratty actually had that happen. Like she was a twin that absorbed her other twin. I don't know if that's actually true, but I read it somewhere. 
So, well, that is fascinating. Gosh, we're going to have to do a little bit of research on that (laughs) because I mean, I don't know what the percentages of that happening in real life, but wow. I I loved that line though. I'm right there with you. That was the best. Um, Well, uh, back to the episode in general, Um, our top three buzzworthy moments from this episode, which of course we're going to dive into later in our full episode recap this week. Um, Number one was obviously Crystal's untimely demise, right? Like, I think there was some speculation it was going to be happening. Nobody wanted to see her go. And then, of course, she went over the cliff with the bucket. Uh, With the bucket. Yes, with the bucket. Oh, my goodness. Um, And then Shauna going into labor. That is big and is really setting the tone for what's going to happen in episode six. Um, I've got my money that Wilderness Baby is not surviving. Um, Emily, what is your bet on Wilderness Baby? I I approach this from a logical standpoint for most of for most of what happens, and my brain is telling me there's no way this baby's gonna make it. So that's what I'm going. With. Yeah, same here. You know, if uh, if I had to bet, I would bet the baby's not making it out of the woods. But we will see. No. Um, And then, you know, the other thing that we got in this episode, which I think the entire fandom was happy to see, was adult fan Lauren Ambrose. Yes, I see Vine, like, cheering backstage. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Here, you know what? Let's bring her on for a second. Vine, are you a big Lauren Ambrose fan? Um, This is actually my first time seeing Lauren Ambrose in anything. But just, yeah, but just, she's just already so amazing. It's incredible. Top to bottom, right? Like the resemblance, the mannerisms, I imagine, you know, her and Liv got together and did a lot of collaborating, like Nuha mentioned. Um, I I just don't think they could have picked a a better person. So yeah. Also, I highly recommend that you catch Six Feet Under on HBO. Um, Mm. Lauren Ambrose, that was like one of her first shows that I remember seeing her in. It's got Michael C. Hall from Dexter, um, Peter Krause, who I also love. So check it out. Like that's her early work. And Servant is also super creepy on Apple TV Plus. So I've heard that. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely check it out. I need to watch Um, that one. What was your favorite part of this episode? Oh. That's so difficult, but I think it would be the sharing of secrets between everyone, like between, not everyone, but between um, Crystal and Misty, mm-hmm. because you learn so much about them so fast, <laughs> so fast, <laughs> sorry, so fast, um, and it's just, it's just incredible. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the episode was so fantastic. And I saw you in the comments. You're going to accept our challenge and you're going to write the eulogy that Misty would give at Crystal's funeral. That's fantastic. Yes. I yes. Think you I mean, will be excellent. Thank you. Uh, you absolutely will. Well, we're going to say goodbye to you again. But uh, thank you again for joining us and for asking you no how your question. And uh, we'll talk again with you soon. See you soon. All right. Bye. Oh. So much fun. I I just I know I say this a lot, but I love the fan interaction with doing the after show. Like reading the comments is one of my favorite things. I love that Newha was sitting here reading the comments, and of all the ones mm-hmm. she picked out, it was about like the fart noise ad libs. I think that was just <laughs> fantastic. You guys ask some amazing questions. So I mean, we can't thank you enough for 
being here and dropping in and all of that. Um, so we also have some news for you. We've got something exciting happening. Actually, two exciting things. The first one is we just brought our Patreon live. We weren't sure if we were going to do one when we started the podcast, but we've actually had a lot of fans ask us to start one. So we did. Uh, Patreon.com slash Yellow Jackets Hive podcast. Um, we're starting with just one tier, keeping it simple, offering some exclusive content, a couple other perks. So, you know, if you want to support us, check it out. We do spend a lot of time creating content. And, you know, appreciate everybody's support, whether or not you're a patron. So check it out. And um, this week, we're also launching our Coed Naked collaboration, which I cannot wait to unveil, Emily. I know. The shirts are so cute. Like, I can't stress that enough. The design is really good. Yes, we did a Coed Naked podcasting, and we've got our Hive After Dark on there. And uh, we will be sharing a uh, code or link with everybody where you can make a purchase at Coed Naked, and it'll be good for anything in the shop, which includes like the soccer shirt, similar to the one Van wore on the show, and our podcasting shirt, and plus any others. They've got some really funny stuff. Um, yeah. We also did a whole episode with the Coed Naked owner, Mark Lane, so don't miss that on our um, YouTube. We um, also had spoken with the costume designer from season one, Marie Schley, about how the Coed Naked shirt came to be and a little bit more about the costuming in general for the show. So if you have not watched those yet, definitely, definitely check them out. Yeah, they're both really good ones. Yes. Um, additionally, we have now confirmed two yellow jackets for one of our episodes in May. Uh, on May 21st, we have Jenna Burgess and Maya Lowe joining. Jenna, of course, plays Melissa and Maya plays Jen, formerly known as Rabies Girl. Uh, now we know <laughs> that she is not Rabies Girl. That scene with her foaming at the mouth was actually a hallucination. But it is going to be a blast having two of our JVers in here. We'll eventually do a whole episode on JV. We hope to get um, Nia Sundaya as well. Uh, of course, Akila. That would be fantastic if we could chat with her. Um, and we are interviewing Jeff Holman this week. So we will be dropping that interview along with our full episode recap from this episode 205, Two Truths and a Lie. And that will live stream on Thursday at... What time, Emily? 10, 15 a.m., 1, 15 p.m.? Yep. Yes, a little later than usual. But you know what? It's Yellow Jackets hiatus week, so you're still going to get your content. It's kind of nice to, like, catch our breath a little bit, too. I mean, how do you feel about the hiatus, Emily? Are you like, oh, man, I'm super bummed? Or are you like, you know what? It's good to, like, breathe and digest everything we've seen so far. I think leading up to next week, having a week in between this episode and the next episode is going to be a good thing for everybody because I have a feeling that episode six is going to be really intense and it's going to be like a lot to digest and it's just going to be a lot for everybody. Like, I mean, Sean is going to have her baby. Like we know that we just don't know what's going to happen. So, and everybody's been, I mean, that's like one of the main plot points of the show at this point is her pregnancy. So that's I'm right. nervous. 
Nikisha Moore. I thought they were all varsity. So I believe the JV girls were on the trip to nationals as like backups, right? Because they played on the JV team and they were, because Thaisa actually mentioned in this episode when she was talking with Akila about her pregame ritual with like tapping the line, Mm -hmm. Ty specifically says, but you guys still lost a lot. So definitely, you know, those girls were um, JV. So yes. Um, and then Nathan is saying here, the cast all warning us about six and seven feels like the break is needed. I mean, maybe we need to like pump the brakes and really ready ourselves for episode six. Oh my God. I mean, everything that the cast has said has said that it's going to be crazy. Sophie and Elise could be nominated for an Emmy for this, like that intense and I hope she is. <laughs> uh, same. I mean, if the Yellow Jackets don't win some Emmys this year, I'm going to protest, especially the casting <laughs> one. Like, they should have won casting le- last year. Let's let's face it. Um, yeah. Thomas is saying, don't forget Lauren Ambrose and Psycho Beach Party. Um, not going to lie. I've not heard of Psycho Beach Party. Is that a movie or a show? Emily, you haven't heard of it either. No. I know she was in Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> oh, Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, my God. Talk about a quintessential, like, 90s, or that might have even been, like, early 2000s. But I love that movie. That had an though. all-star cast. Absolutely loved that. Um, and really quick, I just want to touch upon the four non-blondes in this episode because opening the episode with What's Up was so fantastic. I loved that song in the 90s. I had the tape. I played it like on repeat all day long as I do with songs that I love. And <laughs> I just, I really appreciated that um, song. So uh, just everything about the show, Emily. I mean, obsessed. Nostalgia. Oh, I love it. I love the 90s. Um, ooh, what did Dustin say here? I heard they had to reshoot the birth scene because something happened to the filming. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm wondering if they'll address that on the Behind the Buzz this week, which I haven't watched yet because we hop right on the podcast after the episode, but that will be interesting to hear. Um, Kimberly, Tawny deserves an Emmy for playing multiple personalities. I mean, right? And, you know, we haven't discerned yet if it is actually a dissociative identity disorder or if it is a supernatural situation. I know that Tawny had said in the Behind the Buzz that she didn't really research a lot of the mental health conditions because she thought that the writers were going in the direction of supernatural. So I can't wait to see. I did see someone on Facebook referring to Fugue Ty as like her dark passenger. And I loved that because it reminds me of Dexter, which I love. And yeah. That's the whole reason I found Yellow Jackets after watching Dexter New Blood. So, um, Mia, this cast in general needs an Emmy. They need all of the Emmys. Oh, and okay, I need Jackie to haunt Shauna more this season. Like, it's a need. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. Oh, and Alex, thank you for speaking on that, Melanie. I was the person who commented. Alex, thank you for reminding me that was you. Sometimes I forget who messages us. We get so many messages. I mean, on the socials and emails and Reddit and everything. So um, sometimes I forget. But again, like we appreciate that it's a collaborative effort, right? Uh, The best part is all the citizen detectives picking out all the things that that we don't notice and being able to interact and, and chat about them. So yeah, we love the fandom. 
Yes. All right. Well, hey, we're going to go um, tune into our episode this week. Stay tuned for our interview with Jeff Holman, who, of course, plays adult Randy. Uh, join our Patreon. I can't wait for like. that. <laughs> oh my God, I can't wait either. Um, we just sent him the questions tonight. So uh, we will record that Thursday and we will drop it, like I said, like Friday or Saturday or something. So I can't wait. He's a comedy gem too. He really is. Yeah. He's one uh, of my favorites. Oh, okay. One more comment. One more. Nikisha, I saw someone in another chat say Shauna was going to feed everyone with her breast milk. I saw that too. But I don't know if her supply will be big enough in order to actually like provide sustenance. It is one of the most healthy beverages on earth, mother's milk, of course. But with the lack of nutrition and food, like, I mean, it's hard to say everybody's no different, way. but I can't see it like sustaining them for long no. enough. Mm -mm. Um, will you guys save this live stream? Yeah. So this is how it works with the live streams. The videos actually stay up on our YouTube. There's a section live streams. All the live streams are under there. And then we also take this and we upload it to Spotify to all the podcast apps. So it will be available as audio. Uh, it will also be pinned to our Twitter feed for a few days and is also available on Facebook. We get to stream to three destinations. So hooray. <laughs> yes. Oh, Drew said Patreon is worth it. Hey, Drew, thank you. Um, you know, again, we appreciate all of your support. We thank you all for consuming our content. Yes. So until we spill again. <laughs> <laughs>